Welcome to the LifeGate Podcast. Our vision is changing lives in a changing culture with the unchanging truth. Our prayer is that these weekly messages will inspire you to life change through the principles found in God's Word. Let's join in for this week's message. Well, Happy New Year, everybody. How many excited about the new year? Come on, how many excited about 2018? Man, I love the new year. There's just something about this time of year, isn't there? There's like just this hope, there's this faith, there's like this optimism that builds up inside of us that maybe, just maybe, this year will be the year. Come on, anybody ever been there before? Like you look at the new year and you think, man, this is going to be the year when I'm going to do it. This is going to be the year when I'm going to get that six pack. Come on, anybody know what I'm talking about? Like this is going to be the year when I'm going to go to the gym every day or our marriage is going to be, we're going to have date night like three times a week. You know, we're going to do it. This is going to be the year when I finally kick that old bad habit or I start the new habits or, or we're going to, you know, get out of debt this year or whatever. And every year, like there's this, just this sense of optimism that comes at this time of year. And it doesn't have to be like the beginning of the year for you to make changes. Although not too many people go on a diet right before Thanksgiving, you know what I'm saying? But the thing is, is like, there's something about this time of year that just says, man, it's going to be different this year. Many of you raised your hand and said, man, yeah, it's going to be different for me this year. But as I was saying that, as I said, how many are excited about the new year? Some of you in your heart were going, I'm not. Like, I'm not that excited about the new year. Like, you're talking about optimism, and I know, Pastor, what you're going to talk about. It's going to be the year. It's going to be different. But in your heart, maybe you had a little more cynicism. You're like, man, I, I don't know if it really makes any difference. In fact, some of you came in, you saw the video, you saw what the message series is going to be about. And in your heart, maybe it wasn't optimism. Maybe it's a little more pep- pessimism. Maybe you're thinking, you know, yeah, Pastor, you're saying that it can be different for me. But I don't know if it can be different for me. Like, I've tried all that stuff before. And what difference does it really make? I mean, the fact of the matter is a lot of people try to make New Year's resolutions and they don't make any difference, right? I mean, I just did some study and found out about 40% of people who start New Year's resolutions in January end before January is even over. I know you got your cute little workout outfit and you got your gym membership and all that kind of stuff. But the truth is like most people don't finish. Like like 75% of people start out so strong in the first of the year. And by Valentine's Day, that's only six weeks into the year, they've already given up on their New Year's resolution. And some of you are here today and you're going, yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about, Pastor. And you're going to do another sermon on making change this year and all that kind of stuff. And in your heart, you're going, what difference does it really make? And I want to tell you something today. If that's you and you're saying that in your heart, this message and this series is for you. Everybody look at your neighbor. Just tell them it's for you. It's for you. In fact, we named it for you. <laughs> what difference does it make? The truth is that's actually a pretty good question. Like, because we've all been there before and we thought, you know, I don't know if it makes any difference. And here's the deal. I want to tell every one of you here today, if you're thinking that in your heart or even if you're not thinking that in your heart, here's what you got. Every single one of us today, as we begin this new year, every one of us have two choices. We can decide today, hey, you know what? I don't think it's going to make any difference. And so I'm not going to do anything different. I'm just going to do the same thing I did in 2017 and the same thing I did in 2016 and the same thing I did in 2015 because it really doesn't make any difference. And I can tell you, you can do that. And at the end of the year, you will be the exact same person that you were today. 
Or you can make this decision. You can decide, hey, it may not be perfect and I may not have all that much optimism, but this year, beginning today, I'm going to at least try to do something different. And it might just be that something different that actually makes all the difference in your life. And that's what we're going to talk about in this series. And today we're going to just kind of kick it off by just giving you kind of a principle that's going to underline this whole, this whole series. It's not something new. We've actually talked about it before. I did a whole series on it a couple of years ago, but today we're going to look at it from a little bit different angle. And, and here's, here's the principle that you need to understand here today, that it might be the little things that make the biggest difference. Everybody say that with me today. It's the little things that make the biggest difference. Come on, like you, your mouth was moving, nothing was coming out. Say it aloud, not a soft, all right? You ready? It's the little things that make the biggest difference. Here's the truth, guys. It's the little stuff. It's the little stuff that you do constantly. It's not, it's not the big stuff. Here's the problem for many of us. The reason that we start off so strong at the beginning of the year is because we think it's got to be this big, massive change that's going to make the biggest difference in our life. But many times, it's just the little stuff. We do the little stuff, and we do it continually. It actually brings the biggest change in our life. And today I want to illustrate this, this idea from this, from this passage. It's, it's a story in the Old Testament. You may or may not be familiar with it. It's about a guy named Naaman. I remember him from, from when I was in, you know, just in elementary school. We talked about him a little bit. We find this story in the book of 2 Kings chapter 5 and verse 1. If you have your Bibles, you might want to, you might want to turn there with me today. And let, let's hear what happens with, with Naaman. In verse number 1, it says, Now Naaman, was the commander of the army of the king of Arab. And he was a great man. Everybody say great man. He was a great man in the sight of his master and highly regarded because through him the Lord had given victory to Aram. He was a valiant soldier, but, everybody say but, but he had leprosy. Now I want you to think about this for a second. Like Naaman had some good stuff going for him. Right there in the scripture it says, it says he was a great man. It says that he was highly regarded. It says that he was a valiant soldier. I mean, think about it. This guy's got some good stuff going on for him, man. He's got wealth. He's got power. He's got position. He's got reputation. And yet he has a big butt. I know that sounds funny, right? I did that on purpose. You can laugh. It's okay. He had a big butt. And what was the big butt? Leprosy. Now think about this for a second. I mean, here's a guy... Got all these things going for him, and yet he's got this one thing that's holding him back. And it ain't no little thing. I guess a big thing. I don't know if you really understand, guys, what leprosy is all about. If you know anything about leprosy, you know that it is a horrible disease. I mean, leprosy was so horrible that it would, I mean, it would destroy lives. It was so contagious that they would actually take people who had leprosy and they would quarantine them into leper, leper colonies. Like they couldn't even go around and be around their family and their friends. In fact, it was so bad that if a leper was trying to go somewhere, they actually, if someone came close to them that didn't have leprosy, they would have to call out unclean, unclean, unclean so that nobody would come close to them. So imagine how lonely of a life that was. But not just that, like, it's an extremely painful 
disease. Like, like legions would form on the person's body, even to the point where parts of the body would, I mean, would rot away fingers and toes and different parts of your body. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, walking dead ain't got nothing on leprosy. You know what I'm saying? And I'm telling you, here's this guy who's got good stuff going for him, but there's this one thing that ain't no little thing, this big thing that is keeping him from the life that he wants to have. And there's the truth here today is that many of you are a lot like Naaman. Like you got a lot of good stuff going for you. Like you look at your life and, and you're like, man, I got a great family. I live in a great country. Go to, got great friends. Go to a great church. Have an amazing pastor. Come on. Amen. You should have said amen a little, little louder than that right there. Like I got all this stuff going through for me, but I'm like naming, I'm staring at some big butts. <laughs> There's some stuff in my life that, that's rotting me away on the inside. Maybe it's an addiction. They just can't seem to kick. Maybe it's, maybe it's a health issue. Maybe it's, maybe it's a struggle in your marriage. Maybe it's, a, maybe it's depression or an emotional issue. And you look at your life and you go, man, I got all this stuff over here on this side of the butt. But on the other side of the butt, I got, I got the thing that is keeping me back. And it's, it's a big thing and I can't seem to overcome it. In fact, some of you maybe are even here and you're thinking, man, in order to overcome this big thing, man, I'm going to have to have some kind of big thing happen in my life. But what I want to tell you today is that you might be able to see the big thing change if you just do some little things. In fact, this is what we see happen with Naaman. Let's, let's look at his story a little bit. Let's, let's see where the, where the solution to the big problem came from in verse number two. Check it out. It says, a young girl from Israel who served Naaman's wife said to his mistress, if only my master would see the prophet who is in Samaria, then I, he would cure him of his leprosy. Now notice this. Where did the, the eventual solution to, to Naaman's big problem, where did it come from? It came from a little girl. It didn't come from some fancy life coach. It didn't come from some high-paid advisor. It didn't come from some famous leadership guru or counselor. It came from, from a little girl. And here's the deal, guys. Some of you may be looking for some big stuff to change the big stuff in your life. And it might be just that through the little stuff that God is doing all around you, God might be wanting you wanting to point you towards the solution. Check it out. What does it say in verse, verse number nine? So Naaman went with his horses and his chariots. He stopped at the door of Elijah's, or Elisha's house. And Elisha sent a messenger to say to him, go and wash yourself seven times in the Jordan and your flesh will be restored and you will be clean. Now, here's the deal. Naaman's got a huge issue. He goes to the big prophet. And what does the big prophet say? Do this little thing. Just go to the just go to the Jordan River and dip yourself in the in the river seven times. Now, here's the deal. Naaman gets there and he's like, that ain't what I expected to happen. Like, I thought he was going to give me this big solution to my big problem. And actually, Naaman's actually kind of mad about it. In fact, look what it says in verse number 11. But Naaman went away angry. And he said, I thought that he would surely come out and stand and call on the name of the Lord and wave his hand over the spot and cure me of my leprosy. Are not the rivers of Damascus better than all the waters of Israel? Couldn't I wash in them and be cleansed? So he turned away and went off in a rage. But Naaman's servant said to him, My father, if the prophet had told you to do some great thing, would you not have done it? How much more then when he tells you to wash and be cleansed? 
Man, this is so many of us. Like we want God to do a big thing in our life. We want him. We want the pastor to just wave his hand and instantly we're going to be changed. My marriage is going to be better. My finances are going to be better. My health is going to be better. All the stuff is going to be better because God's going to just miraculously instantly change. And, and God says, no, I just want you to do a few little things that I've told you to do in my word, but we're not willing to do the little stuff so we miss out on the big stuff that God wants to do. In fact, I want us to look at this passage for just a minute and just see two things today. If you're taking notes, write these two things down from this story today. The first one is this big things become small when we believe. Everybody say that with me today. Big things become small when we believe. Try it again. Big things become small when we believe. Here's the deal, guys. Some of you, you're facing some big stuff. Like you got some big stuff in your life right now. And, and the truth is, the reason you come into this place and you think, man, it's just going to be the same this week as it was last week, this year as it was last year. You look at your life and, the, and it's filled with pessimism because you, you don't have any faith. And the truth of the matter is, your situation may be big. Your marriage, man, it may be, it may be bad. Like your, your finances, they may be, man, they may be really bad. But can I tell you something? No matter how big your situation is, our God is bigger. Come on, even though it's big, if we will just have a little faith in a God who loves us, in a God who can work in us, he can do greater things than we can ever even imagine. I'm telling you here today, I want to build your faith. I want you to get your hopes up that, hey, yes, it can be different in your life. That that same God who healed Naaman can actually do the work in your life if you just believe. And here's what you've got to understand. It doesn't take a whole lot of faith. It just takes a little like Jesus said it like this. If you just have faith the size of, of a mustard seed. Anybody ever seen a mustard seed before? It's tiny. If you just have a little bit of faith, God can do big things. He said a size of a mustard seed faith. And God can, God can move the mountain. And some of you are here. You're staring at a giant mountain in your life. And you're thinking there's no hope for me. And God says, no, no, no. I'm bigger than even the mountain. If you could just have a little faith, I can move the mountain in your life. Little things make a big difference. But here's the deal. It's not, just, it's not enough to just have faith. See, some of us even have a little bit of faith, but the problem is we don't, we don't follow up the faith with action. That was what was happening with Naaman. Naaman had enough faith to go to, to, go to Elisha and ask, ask God to heal him, ask Elisha to pray for him. But he didn't have enough faith at the beginning to actually do what Elisha wanted him to do. And the truth is, the scripture tells us in James that without action, that faith is dead. And many of you, that's exactly where you're at. You're like, man, yeah, I have faith that God can do it, but I don't have enough faith to actually step out and do what God asked me to do. And that leads me to the second point. And that is this, is that big things become small when we believe. But the second thing is small things become big when we obey. So here's the truth here today. Naaman didn't have a faith problem. You know what he had? He had an obedience problem. He had, he had a perspective problem and an expectation problem. In fact, here's what happened. He thought, oh, I'm going to go there. And then, and then the, the prophet is going to wave his hand and my leprosy is immediately going to be gone. It's going gonna, it's gonna to happen instantly. And isn't that the way we are sometimes? Like with God, we think, okay, well, it's just going to be, you know, God's going to just instantaneously, just, just all of a sudden change my life. And here's what I want you to know. God can do that. How many believe God can do that? But here's what you got to understand, guys. Most of the time, change doesn't happen in an instant. It happens in the constant. 
Come on, write that down. Somebody tweet that out. Hashtag amen. That's good stuff. Because here's the deal. You know what we want? We want hocus pocus. You know what we want? We want instantaneous. We want God to change it in an instant. But here's what God wants. He wants to involve us in the process. He doesn't just want to change our situation. You know what he wants to do? He wants to change us. And he wants to use the situation to change us. And he doesn't most of the time change us in, in an instant. He changes us in the things that we do continually. It's in the daily constant faithfulness. It's not enough to just have faith. The faith has to be followed up with faithfulness. In fact, look what the prophet tells Naaman to do. He says, go and dip in the river. And he doesn't just tell him dip in the river one time. What does he do? He says, dip in the river what? Seven times. You imagine Naaman goes to the river, dips in the river once, gets out, and this is stupid, man. I don't know why he told me to do this. Come on, right? Nothing happened because nothing happened. So oh, well, I'll dip again a second time. I'm here. I might as well do it. You know, second time, third time, nothing, nothing happens. It's not till the seventh time that something happens. And isn't this how we are sometimes? Like, you know, the pastor told me to read my Bible. I'll read my Bible. I read my Bible three times last month and nothing changed me. Nothing happened. Right? Oh, I did that tithe challenge. I, you know, I gave my tithe for like a month and I'm not rich. What's the deal, you know? Went to the gym, you know, like six times in January with everybody else. And here I am 12 months later. I still don't look like the guy on the infomercial. It just doesn't work. I don't believe in this stuff. And let me just tell you something. It's not the stuff that's going to happen when you do it once or when you do it twice. It's when it becomes a faithful thing, a constant thing in your life. Man, we do this with church. We think, well, you know, I don't know if that church thing really, really matters. I know they say I go to church. I went to church a couple of times and it was good, but it wasn't all that great. Or, or we come to church and we go, you know, I mean, you know, pastor just, you know, thrill me with some real deep stuff. That's just going to, you're just going to say it and you're going to you know, wave your hand and everybody's going to change. It's all of a sudden instantly going to happen. And let me just tell you something. My sermons are good, but they ain't that good. Life gets good, but it ain't, it ain't that good. Cause it's, here's the deal. It ain't incoming in one time that's going to change your life. I know I'm giving away the secrets, but let me just tell you, it's going to be incoming next week and the week after 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 when you make it a habit. And you know what happens? It begins to change you. It begins to change the way you think. It begins to change the way you see the world. It begins to change the way you do life with the people around you. And over time in the constant, not in the instant, in the constant of your life, when you do the right thing and you do it over and over and over and over and over and over again, that's when God begins to change your life. When you do the little stuff, it results in the Big stuff. Look what it goes on. It says in verse number, verse number 13, Naaman's servant said to him, my father, if the prophet had told you to do some great thing, wouldn't you not have done it? How much more when he tells you to wash and be cleansed? Isn't this how we are sometimes? We go, I'll do the big thing. Like if you, pastor, you just tell me the big thing to do, I'll do it. No, you won't. If you ain't doing the little thing, don't tell me you'll do the big thing. Oh God, I just need a word from you. Like, just give me a word miraculously from you. And you know what God says? Read your Bible. Oh God, just bless my finances, man. I want my finances to be so blessed. And God goes, bring your tithe. Oh, you know, I just want, I just want this big change. I want to be this great leader of this great ministry and do all these great things for God. And God goes, lead yourself, lead your family. 
Do the little things. And when you do the little things consistently, they add up to the big things. And so many of us, man, we want God to instantly do it. And God goes, no, I want you to be a part of the process. Yes, you got to have faith that I can do it. But you also got to back up that faith with some faithfulness in the things that I have asked you to do. And that's what we're going to do in this series. And that's what we're going to do through this year. We're going to decide in our heart, yes, we're going to believe God for big things, but we're also going to do the little things. And when we believe for the big things and do the little things, when when we have the change in our life, we will experience the change. If you keep doing what you always done, you're going to keep getting the same thing that you always got. But in order to experience the difference, you have to do something different. So we're going to decide, hey, I'm going to believe for the big things. I'm going to do the little things and see what God will do in my life. In fact, let me just tell you where we're going to be going in this series over the next few weeks. I'm just going to be sharing with you some things that will make the biggest difference in your life. And they're not big things. They're not mind-blowing things. They're not super deep things. They're just stuff that if you'll do it, and if you will work in these areas of your life, it will make a difference. In fact, if you're taking notes, write these things down. The first one is this. It's going to be the habits, the habits that you make. And I'm telling you, you better make good habits because your habits will make you. In fact, the truth is, is that you're going to become the sum total of your habits, what you do on a daily basis. And many of us, man, we think, you know, I'm just going to get out of this situation in a day or two. Guess what? You didn't get into the situation in a day or two. Like you didn't gain all that weight in a couple of days. You ain't going to lose it in a couple of days. Sorry to burst your bubble, right? It's going to be in the habits that you form. It's going to be in the things that you do that you do. Daily. In fact, I like, I like what Stephen Furtick has to say about it. He says, resolve can't change what routine has created. And most of us, man, we get to the beginning of the year and we have this great resolve, these great resolutions, but we don't change our routine. And if you don't change what you're doing on a daily basis, you're not going to change. We're going to dive into that next week. How do I create good habits? And what are the habits, the real habits that will really change my life in this year? It's the habits that you make. Number two, it's, it's the relationships that you build. Everybody say relationships. It's a relationship. It's the people that you hang around. Here's the deal. You're going to become like the people that you hang around. The scripture says it like this in 1 Corinthians 15 and verse 33. Do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. See, I'm going to tell you something, guys. Many of us have great intentions for what we want our life to be or what we want 2018 to be. But I will tell you, it doesn't matter how good your intentions. If you have bad influences, you will fail. Come on, because you're going to become like the people you're hanging around. And for some of you, if you, if you, if you want to make a change this year, here's what's going to have to happen. You're going to have to change some of your relationships. You're going to have to find some people around you. We're going to talk about it next week, what kind of people we need in our life to bring about the change that God wants to bring. The scripture says in Proverbs, it says that if we walk with the wise, we will become wise, but a companion of fools will suffer harm. And many of us are suffering harm because we're hanging out with, with foolish people and we need some people in our lives. We need to get in a life group, a men's group, a women's group. We need to get in church and surround ourselves with people who are going in the same direction as us if we want to see the change this year. It's going to be in the habits that you make. It's going to be in the relationships that you build. It's going to be number three in the attitudes that you keep. Everybody say attitude. Come on, say it with some attitude. 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 It's going to be, it's going to be in the attitudes. You know, somebody said this, attitude is everything. I think it's true. 
Like everything in your life is really going to come down to your attitude about it. Attitude will determine your altitude. Somebody else said how far and how high you can go will come down to the attitude of your heart. And here's what's so great about attitude is that attitude is a choice. Did you know that? You can choose. You can't choose what happens to you, but you can choose the attitude that you have towards it. And the truth is today, I could stand up here and tell you, yeah, man, you just do something different and your life is going to be different. It's all going to be perfect this year, but it won't. You'll make some goals and you'll set out to try to make some changes in your life and you'll hit some roadblocks and you'll have some stuff that will happen. I can tell you, just follow Jesus and you'll never have any problems, but it's not true. You'd be mad at me because I told you that or you'd give up on God because you'd think, oh, I thought if I was following him, then everything was going to be great. No, you're going to have some problems. You can't choose that. You can't help that. But here's what you can do. You can choose your attitude towards it. And that will make all the difference in your life. In fact, the result of most situations comes down to our response to it. The truth is today that, man, if you want to experience something different this year, you have to do something different. And it doesn't have to even be something big different. It can be just something a little different. You can decide, man, I'm going to have, I'm going to have faith. Even if it's just faith the size of a mustard seed. Even if I'm facing a huge issue that I can believe that God is bigger. But I'm not just going to have faith. I'm going to back it up with faithfulness. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to just, I'm not just going to have big faith for the big stuff. I'm going to actually do the little stuff and see that God can turn it around and use it for something big in my life. I'm going to change my habits. I'm going to change the people that I'm hanging around with. I'm going to change my attitude towards the situation. And I'm telling you, you do that, God will change.